We, as stewards of the community, have to help bring jobs here, create growth, attract the right people, and help jobs continue to grow. We have a responsibility to do that if we want a healthy community. But I found my way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Sponge Show. This is going to be episode four of season two. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. I got an exciting uh, episode coming to you today. And um, what is The Sponge Show? The Sponge Show is an opportunity for us to bring in community leaders, um, people who are involved in entrepreneurship, community involvement, nonprofit activity, uh, making the community and themselves better around them. And we get to be sponges and soak up uh, knowledge and experience and information from all of them and um, learn as we continue to get involved ourselves. So who do we have on the show today? We have Tim Bergstrom, who's the Chief Operating Officer of Bergstrom Automotive. Thanks for coming by, Tim. You did a good job there. Yeah. I, you learn, I, I learn more from others than myself, so I'll probably draw more out of you than you draw out of me. Oh, I doubt it. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> They'll learn more from you than they've ever learned in any of these episodes. I, oh, well, okay. You watch. All right. Well. I mean, if you get me rolling, this is going to be, you know, two hours later. We'll go for it. <laughs> so sorry, everybody, in advance. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. No, this is going to be good. Um, you can always turn us off. <laughs> yes. There's editing. There's all of that. Yeah. No, don't edit it. Just go live. It's it's real for people that way. All right. Fair enough. You can always turn us off, though. Yes. <laughs> but you might not want to. Skip 15 seconds ahead. That's right. So thanks for being on the show. Um, and... With, with your role within Bergstrom Automotive, um, can you tell uh, the audience a little bit about how you came to be uh, Chief Operating Officer? Oh, wow. The story. Um, don't tend to talk about too much how we got here. Tend to really... I'll give you our, our presentation that, that I tend to tell at orientation. Um, every orientation, um, I'm invited to come speak and, and I've always made it to it. So uh, in our orientation, we, uh, Bergstrom Automotive began... Um, as Borkstrand Corp. And what it was was a bar. And uh, in that bar, my dad and my uncle were partners. My dad has never had a drink in his life. And uh, they started this bar in little Nina, Wisconsin. And the windows had bars on them, not much for windows. And it had uh, uh, the same booze that everybody else had for the same price that everybody else had, yeah. not much for atmosphere. And they did two things really well. Can you come up with those two things? They uh, treated people really well. That's a pretty good start. They knew their names. There you go. They knew everyone's <laughs> name and they knew everyone's drink. Yeah. And they played a game with each other, with their staff, that whenever anyone came in, they were going to know who they were and they're going to know their drink and make them feel special. And it really worked. They did a good job. And then they thought they were smart and opened up a disco. And that entire crowd that they had in Nina, guess where they went? To the disco. To the disco. So now... <laughs> and he still remembered their names. Instead of their drinks, he knew their dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, didn't think, I never thought of it that way. But all of a sudden, now they doubled their cost and had the same guest base drinking the same amount of booze. They didn't drink more. And so they started learning some life lessons that way. Uh, they opened up an ice cream store. They, they bought some uh, hotels out of bankruptcy. Uh, all along, Dad was selling cars on the side. Uh, that was fun for him to do. My mom was a nurse at uh, Theta Clark Hospital, a surgery nurse, and uh, lo and behold, my uh, parents had three kids. My oldest brother, who's really brilliant, he's a smart man, he uh, became the oral surgeon, and uh, 
I didn't have that same wit. You know, he got that from both <laughs> mom and dad. And then my sister's the caring one, and uh, uh, she's been a teacher and a coach and doing a great job raising kids. And so I kind of look at it as I got the car business. And so uh, I didn't get the strength of either of those, but I got the strength of people. So and what was your first job in the car business? Uh, that's pretty easy. I was washing cars. Um, I was gassing cars at age 12. And uh, I've done every job in our, our company over the years. And um, we don't talk about it much because it, it sounds like an excuse, but the reality is I have ADHD. I, I bounce around a lot. I think a lot of people do. And uh, my mom would say, this is a, a lot. My dad was always working because he loved what he did. So he would uh, take me to work. And the people at work, I loved them. Um, they probably had a little bit too much of me, so they would <laughs> lock me in the car um, on the showroom floor or lock me in an office and always find jobs for me to do. And so then I grew up going through each step and uh, truly never fell in love with cars. Um, I like cars. I enjoy driving cars. I enjoy making people happy by finding the right car for them. But I just love the people. And so snuck off to school, had a great time at school. Found my wife, um, was very fortunate there. I was a good salesman, kept selling. You know, that old story of out, outkicked your coverage. Um, but <laughs> You just talked to my wife just a few minutes yeah, ago. Exactly, so you, I know. you get the idea. You're a better salesman than you look, and then I thought, <laughs> just for the record. Um, but she's already training you well, so it's perfect. Yeah. And so um, anyways, I had to get back to Nina. I have always loved Nina. Um, my my uh, origin of the Bergstrom family, we came here to... Uh, dig the canals for the paper company. Um, so uh, we've been here a very long time and uh, I'm very proud of what our company is and, and very proud to work for the family. And, and I look at my job now as, as really being um, kind of chief cheerleader for our team and run the organization as far as finding the right people, encouraging them to uh, deliver what needs to be delivered for each guest and uh, grow in themselves and grow in their careers with our company and keep growing our, our company to where we're 1,600 teammates now. That's awesome. Uh, we yeah. do over a billion in sales, 30 different dealership operations, and now um, we're moving on to the Internet. And, and uh, it's, it's pretty exciting because of the digital world we've changed here. So I want to come back to that. Yeah, um, please. But first of all, I actually get the canals thing now because um, we just downloaded the PBS app yes. on our Apple TV. And we found that in uh, Wisconsin Public Television does like the Wisconsin stories about the origin stories of different communities. Yep. And Nina Menasha is one of them that's on there. Um, I don't know if you've seen the episode, but they, they talk about we, how... Uh, we were the ones that uh, helped them write it as oh, nice. far as financing it, connecting them to the right people in the community to get the dollars. We didn't give them yeah. the content, but we uh, certainly went and said, we will uh, talk to the right people in the community to help pay for it. They, so, but they yes, talk about familiar with the it. canals being um, a hum huge step in order to get the industry built yep. along the river, yep. which then led to yep. Kimberly Clark and you know exactly. all of the brands that came from that. And right. So my forefathers and foremothers were they had donkeys and horses and were doing it by hand back then. That's crazy. Imagine. That's crazy. So yeah. So thanks for being on the show. Um, the I'm excited about it. The first step of of our show is actually as sponges is to to soak up something. Uh, typically, I have a bottle of wine which I'm putting aside because. <laughs> Why did you pick that bottle of wine? I so this bottle, actually, um, it's, this was going to be a local plug because I want to see them succeed. I uh, Tandem Wine Bar, 
which was uh, up the street on College Ave. Yes. Um, they just moved to a new location down Where by the they? River Flats area by sure. the, in the Edison Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like still remodeling, but still getting off the ground and going. And I went in there late last week and I said, what's a really soft, you know, fruitful Pinot? And this is what the suggestion. He said, it, you're going to love it. It's super soft and it's really easy to drink. It's only 14 bucks. So, awesome. So that's the story. So it's of this. not your favorite drink. It's your favorite plug for somebody that you want to see. Well, successful. yeah. Yeah. And I have red wine on here every episode. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got to mix it up with the story. Well, I'm really going to mix it up with you. All right. Because I, uh, one, I don't drink. I used to drink, um, but uh, no longer do I act like this without drinking. And so um, I brought my favorite drink. That's okay. All right. So what do we have here? Apple cider vinegar. Oh, my god! Have you ever had this? No. Oh, it's amazing. Don't you take shots of this? It, you can, yes. And it's good for your skin. It's good for digestive, all that good stuff. But my favorite part, look how many calories. None. I guarantee you the first time you drink it, you are not going to like it. Second time, you're like, ooh. Third time, it's kind of like grapefruit. You're going to be like, okay, this is, this is the, I the like bee's grapefruit. knees. So no, it's not going to taste like grapefruit. You're going to take like <laughs> apple cider vinegar, but it's the same side effect. I don't know how I feel about this. I said bee's knees and you didn't even comment. Did That's you realize right. that? I, I like the phrase, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's vinegar in there. We all could hear you Cheers. smelling it. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> pros. Yes. Well, this is the first for everybody. You don't like it. Uh, What's wrong with you? It's remember not that I don't I, like it. Remember what I told you the first time you're not going to? Power through that. Have a couple more. Realize it's for your health, and next thing you're gonna be like, man, this is good. I like how the aftertaste is actually kind of apple cider. It's not like straight vinegar aftertaste. They have flavored ones, so you can get grape flavored and all sorts of stuff. This is ginger spice. Yeah, this is the one I like. Patricia Bragg, Pioneer Health Crusader. Look at, look at that picture of her. Look at the picture of her. <laughs> <laughs> you're big into branding. Can you help Bragg out a little bit? Or maybe that's that's what that's, makes them good. They're extremely successful. I'm not gonna touch anything they're doing. They're, all right. They're old school, organic, and health. You look them up online, you won't believe how successful they are. I mean, I might need a drink of water after this. <laughs> I'd, I'd pick on you, but I'm, I'm, I'm my best behavior because it's can being pick recording. On me. You can no, pick on me. No, we can edit. <laughs> that's a good point. I just don't want Vanessa mad at me. That's okay. Um, okay, so thanks for bringing this apple cider vinegar all-natural drink on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be a sponge of any type. You know, yes. You don't have to just drink wine, red wine, every single episode. You can try new things. You have to. Especially if it's good for your health. I'm not going to let you drink the wine. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing doing fine without it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So back to the, uh, the story Um, and the, you know, hospitality and all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. What do you think that the hospitality business did for Bergstrom as far as like how it infused into the culture and everything. So it, it taught us our culture. So my father, my uncle, and anyone that's ever helped lead our, our business has really understood that it's all about the guest. If the guest keeps coming back, if they keep happy and proud of our product and want to keep choosing us, we'll be fine. And from the very first day I joined our company to as, short, as close as today, um, I've never heard my father sway from that. And our leaders talk that way. It's just, it's what we believe as a core tenant for us. That's awesome. That's the value creation we offer because yeah. we don't build cars. In the history of Berkshire Automotive, we've never built a car. So, but you even, you even say that and then allude to the notion earlier that you're now going into the internet age of buying and selling. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you mean by that? So 
the way we talk about it's a journey, right? We're on a journey of making sure, and often people are like, well, what's luxury treatment? What's guests treatment? What, how do you define this? And in our industry, when you're a service provider, you, you've got to really um, continue to adapt. And so when the car business was doing what it was many years ago, there was a whole lot of negotiating because it was a big purchase for somebody, but they needed it because that was a, a means of transportation for them to get to work or get home or pick up their kids from school. And here's a fun fact. Yep, for a fun fact. State, fun state of Wisconsin, there are more licensed tags, licensed plates, mm -hmm. cars, vehicles registered, than there are driver's licenses. So the average person owns more than one car. Correct. Is that unlike other states? Yeah, we're one of the few. We're, there's a handful of states that are that way. But when you think about it, we're one of the only states where you you have to have a vehicle to get around. Like, it's it's almost impossible to get to work, to get to the grocery store, to get to school and get mm -hmm. home. Yet, if you're in New York or California, there's options. And it's you don't have, I mean, Milwaukee's big, but you don't have, like, a giant metro center or several of them yeah. where you people just, like, we have bike or bus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, so where were we before this? Take me back, because part of this going is into the inter me. going into oh, the yeah. internet. So the internet, you know, everybody finds out about the internet. You got dial-up and nee, 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 do, 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 that kind of stuff going on, and people started researching and understood that our margins were small. I mean, when you're in the furniture business or the when you're in the drink business, your margins are huge. They're you know double the cost or triple the cost. In the car business, it's not. We work on margins that are less than seven percent, and kind of sounds like a lot, kind of doesn't, but that's starting price. And then you work down from there. Well, all of a sudden, the internet brought credibility to dealers. And so a, a guest came in and said, wow, and our margins actually went up, where people said, that's a fair price, I've done my homework, I'd like to buy from you. Now, as the internet has evolved, people have started to shop online. And we often refer to it as an Amazon effect, but just get people connect and click with that. Yeah. Two years ago, I could ask in our training sessions, how many of you today have ordered on Amazon? Oh, we've heard of it. We've looked at it. A couple hands go up. Now you ask that question all but one, and the only one that's back there's got his arms mm -hmm. crossed that says he'll never do it. All but, but one and within the last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nonstop. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we all have stories of how it's – you and I, we were just talking to a guy who bought from Carvana. We're going to talk more about that. We'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. And he's on your team. we got to fix this. But <laughs> – um, I'm glad I ran into him because we do offer a service that can help. And he's at, he's okay. not saving any money. For the record, he's the first person I've actually talked to that have actually like tried it. Nope. Yeah, you've talked to me. I've I've well, bought, you said you did. I've bought yeah. it yeah. off Carvana, so we we're always learning. We're one thing my father has always taught us is you know up here in Wisconsin we don't have to as a service provider uh, come up with that on our own. We just have to steal it from those that are doing great or borrow it from those that are great. And do it and execute it and do it time and time again so we mm -hmm. go to disney training we go to other we he's constantly pushing our team to learn so rewinding into this whole digital age now all of a sudden people start buying on the internet and so the car business doesn't evolve and what happens is people do their research they come into the dealership and say i want to buy this car and all the dealerships go wait a minute you don't know what you're talking about we got to start over let's take you through our process for four hours, we're going to negotiate and try and figure out the right car for you. And guess where you end up? On the same car they started on so often. Yeah. So what we did is we turned it on its head and said, how do we get to this where depending on whoever you are as a buyer, you know what's best for you. 
and our job is to assist you. And so rather than, hey, we know better, we're the professionals, if you want to do all your research online and just buy it online, we're going to do that. So we can sell a car to you in nine minutes over the Internet, and we'll put it in your driveway for you. You never even have to see us at the store. Same thing that Carbon Noted. does. It does. It's amazing. In nine minutes. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we can do it in nine minutes. And Carvana comes from I don't somewhere wanna, else? Yeah. yeah. Carvana. Not to, not to major single depots, them out, but yeah, yeah. 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 And CarMax yeah. does it. Um, but yeah, no, the, if you look at the evolution of car dealerships, and, and this is more data than I think anyone wants to hear to be sponge. They don't want to get good at the car business. But when cars were first made, they're replacing the horse. They end up in hardware stores and somebody's got to put them together and teach people how they work. So that's where they started. They come up with what's known as a mom and pop shop where mom and pop sell them, they do their own books and then they got to make them run when they break. And so these dealerships were really a part of fabric of all these small little communities because they're in the community, they're providing transportation for people, no longer them needing horses and they, they're intertwined in everyone's life because everybody needed a car, and it grew that way. Well, as things evolved, you saw public companies come in, you saw companies merge, and it, it's gotten so expensive to deal with all of the uh, challenges, per se, that comes in today's world with retail that it's, it's pretty tough to do that boutique and keep your margins on par because I understand a boutique dress store makes sense if they're unique one-off dresses. But if a Chevy Tahoe is produced 70,000 times every six months, it's pretty tough to say that that's not a commodity. And so what's happened over time is that's actually become a commodity and the only value creation is the service. So if you want us to sell to you online or now in our journey where we're really pushing along is you can do it online as far as you want and then you can reach out to us and say, help us complete it or mm -hmm. we're going to come into the store and complete it and it's just a continuation on the path and it's just trying to make it easy for so you. So as the user standpoint if if I'm playing that out in my head and I know that I have like two or three cars that I've researched mm -hmm. I can do all the research online as much as I can up to a point where I say okay I want to actually work with somebody and test drive them. Correct. And then but in finish, our world finish the the uh, then finish the transaction with them. Correct. As opposed to, Absolutely. Know. And so if you look at our Berkshire Automotive parent site, it we want you to be able to compare all products against each other. And so we work really hard, almost like Amazon, to uh, have that compare and contrast against product. And then as you go deeper into the channels, the, the manufacturers get involved. And the manufacturers say, all right, you can only represent Toyota today. You can only represent Ford today. So it gets a little cumbersome. But that's the beauty of our dealer group. Our dealer group is one of the only dealer groups in the country that represents every single brand um, in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, other than boutiques. I mean, we don't do Ferrari. or I mean, there was 12 Ferraris registered in the state of Wisconsin. I don't want to try and build a business model on yeah. that. <laughs> not, so, not one of value creation. <laughs> so. uh, that's more of a trophy piece on the mantle to be like, I have a Ferrari dealership. It well, doesn't make sense. But yeah. Well, it really does for other states. Yeah. You know, they get enough volume, mm -hmm. but most people that drive a Ferrari um, have a home somewhere other than Wisconsin. Yeah. And, and they want to keep there's it somewhere a lot more, else. Exactly. There's a lot more <laughs> volume going on for that yeah. dealer there. So yeah. when he comes up and, and I say, well, I've got two to choose from, and it's it's the exact car you're trying to pick out. It's never the, it just, yeah. no. So I'm doing some 
you know, cause and effect in my head. Yep. So if you say um, the car business, like compared to like furniture or clothing or whatever, that's marked way up. The, the car running 2% margin. Right yeah. Now. So not a lot of margin and it's going towards online business and yes. online shopping, which is really exciting for us. We're loving it. So outside of that, do you think then let's say somebody wanted to start up their own car sales place on the corner down the street and um, they have dreams of making it a big brand. Is it going to be harder for them now than more than ever because of the online uh, taking the margins Absolutely. away? It's a very complicated business. And the only way we've been able to make it truly work as a commodity is with scale. And the reason a lot of dealers are saying, do we stay in this business? Do we get out of this business? You know, you're looking at third and fourth generation dealers and mom and pop operations. You see a lot of consolidation. Hmm. Uh, every year um, since we've started watching it, which is probably 20 years, there's, there's been a degradation of total dealerships. Uh, and not only total dealerships, but then total dealer groups. Yeah. You see the dealer groups getting bigger. Yeah. And that economy of scale really comes into play. Yeah. This is really interesting and timely, actually, because we had Heather Shimmers on the show yes. last episode. Mm -hmm. um, and she is with Ascension. And you're involved with Theta. Correct. Um, on the board, right? Correct. Yeah. And she was talking about how it's, you know, healthcare is going into consumerism, just like exactly what you're talking about with, you know, it's a the such Amazon an effect, industry. The, the Netflix effect, the whatever. And, and healthcare almost mirrors the changes that you just talked about uh, the nice or thing it needs to go through that yeah, yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say they're laggard so they're watching yeah. everybody else go through it first yeah same thing with us i mean we were not a an early adopter it's it's such a big consideration to purchase but look at zillow once if you haven't played on i mean mm -hmm. people can buy a house without walking into it right with us when you said i want to test drive it first i'm not sure you need to because we're going to help you figure out the right ones. We have specialists that can really help you because now we align. We don't pay a commission. Their whole job is just to help you get in the right car. doesn't matter what car. Mm -hmm. They put you in a car. You're happy with the car. We're happy with the car. You can return it for seven days. If you don't like it in seven days, just give it right back to me. How does it work cross-brand? In what way? So um, if, I, if I were to, like you said, it's just to, the, the sole job is to get you in the right car. Mm -hmm. um, do the employees at say Acura work for the same goal as the employees at say Lexus mm -hmm. or BMW or yep. I'm just going through luxury lane or yeah, victory you're doing lane. a great job. <laughs> so um, do they all, do they all serve the same purpose or do they are they loyal to the brands that they when you walk in the door? Thank you. So we've gone through a major shift in our business because we were 25 silos and we were competing against each other. We wouldn't share inventory with each other. And now we're saying we're one company, we're one brand, we're working through this whole Amazon effect. Right. Just make it easy for the guest. And yes, if we present the Lexus and it's the right option for you and you buy it, great. If you don't, you buy an Infinity. When Infinity does the same thing and does it well, it'll come back to Lexus. And so you'll see us right now, we're going through a whole branding. All of our team is going to wear the same. Um, apparel going forward. We're getting rid of the ties and going into the I was just going to say, step. like what? Like getting rid yep. of the ties? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and our team's quite excited about it. But at the same time, they weren't really... There was mixed emotion on getting rid of it because they, they knew they were trying to offer a high level of service and they didn't want to be the average car dealer. So there's pride in it. And so 
we've always worked hard on making sure that they take ownership and pride on this guest experience and this mm -hmm. journey of trying to buy a car. So um, when you bounce between brands, the manufacturer kind of has stipulations in us and gets in the way, but we do our best to, to work through that. Yeah. Um, and um, we, we're, we're piloting about three different ways to try and, I wouldn't say work around because my manufacturers would be disappointed in me, but maybe enhance the benefits that we have. There you go. There you go. And so um, we'll, we'll see if all three of them work out, if one of them works out. I mean, we're really working on a venture now. Uh, we, the used vehicles are, are really a special piece to making it work because there's three vehicles, used vehicles sold every day to one vehicle or in a year there will be between 15 and 20 million new cars sold and there'll be 45 million and up of used vehicles sold so trying to help people do that and people have gone all the way down to the left saying I'm gonna sell it on Craigslist I'm gonna buy on Craigslist but what they have found is it's still a complicated purchase and you don't know if that thing's gonna work or not. Right. <laughs> and so if you sold it, now the burden's on you when they come back to you because it yeah. broke or yeah. vice versa. And so with us in the middle, the, the state requires us to make sure it's safe to be on the road and you get some tax advantages to do it. And so still that used vehicle, we can really add a lot of value there. I'm gonna pivot a little bit. I'd like that. So because of, uh, of time, you had you had mentioned, um, you go on Facebook, look at our reviews, all that kind of stuff. Yep. I have a question. There's a lot of stuff that gets posted on Facebook about community involvement. Yes. And your family has a long history, and you yourself have mm -hmm. a long history with making an impact on the community mm -hmm. um, beyond just selling cars, right? Oh. So if I were to ask you, What's your philosophy on improving the community around you? What would you say? So I, I, I'm blessed from, I didn't get to pick my dad and he didn't get to pick his son. He got stuck with me, um, but he's my best friend. He's my mentor. He's my boss. Um, we, we have quite the relationship. And then through connections and people in town, I've had a lot of neat mentors that help coach me and guide me. And just, again, like I said earlier, we don't come up with it on our own. We just kind of steal it and repurpose it. And, I'm forever grateful to this community. I, I think it's an amazing community. I'm very proud to be raising my kids here. I'm very proud of, of what our family has done over the years. I want to be continue an extension of that. And uh, when, I, when I just stand back from it and think of all the teachings, uh, I'll give you the, the first teaching that I, I learned fresh out of college from my father. He said, if you look at your hand, the thumb is the most important piece of it. Okay, that thumb is called jobs. And here in the valley, we have jobs that are going away because the paper industry is moving. If without job growth, if you go the other way, it, contraction causes issues. So we, as stewards of the community, have to help bring jobs here, create growth, attract the right people, and help jobs continue to grow. We have a responsibility to do that if we want a healthy community. Second one is healthcare. If we have strong healthcare where our families, our teammates, our loved ones, anyone in the community has the opportunity for good health care. People can live here. And we can attract good people to come move here because um, when they bring their loved ones here, it's, it's a neat spot for them. Next one is safe place. So I don't know how many drug dogs we've invested in and police equipment, but we've always been involved in trying to keep it a safe place, keep drugs out of the area, and that kind of piece. Um, then as I walk across... The next one is kind of a schooling system. And 
Uh, we're, we're very strong in the whole Fox Valley. Um, we want to give back to where um, our team um, works, lives, and where our, our business is run. So we're in Madison and Green Bay, um, as well as all of the Fox Valley. And pretty much all of Wisconsin now, thanks to the digital world, I mean, uh, you, you could make a case for the nation because we've sold a car in all 50 states already this year. Uh, we keep track of where they're going, and we're, we're doing a good job of that because mm-hmm. we can offer value position, propositions even though we're not in your backyard. And in that, we've become very close to the Menasha School System, to the Nina School System, um, to, to Marquette University. On the, and the, um, the outside dads help St. Norbert College a little bit. Then the final one is that left, lift up, leg up, help those that have fallen on tough times. And there's so many ways that, unfortunately, people end up in that bucket where they just need help. And if a community truly cares about lifting those people back up and helping them get their feet underneath them, United Way uh, Community Foundation, I'd love to talk about this too. I can give you my two cents on those that people have shared with me. Um, Make-A-Wish, our team loves to, to help those kids. And Really, when you help those kids, you realize you help the whole family and the community and all the people behind them, and mm-hmm. they help you more than you help them. Uh, we've done a lot with breast cancer research over the years. Um, we've done a lot with Party of the Pack, Rock the Block, um, Boys and Girls Club. Um, we're Congrats on the new that. announcement for yeah Wednesday expansion. will be a big day. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. So um, when when we raise the money, um, Dad and I work together with some key people in the community to raise because we knew Menasha had challenges and these kids are good kids and we have good educators there uh, but in a lot of ways uh, you you had children that were in single parent families or other challenges where you know not that there's anything wrong with it but mom's at work and the kids are home and now the mentors might be somebody else on the street or on the corner of the street when all of a sudden you can give them an opportunity to go to the boys and girls club in an environment where there's good mentors and loving and helping them with their homework it we've seen dramatic differences. and changes. i just and i just read that with the new edition they're hoping to get up to 1700 youth every day so when we built it the when they had done the study they said they needed 700 about Kid, uh, kids kids to yeah. come in to fill it or the capacity for that and we built it for a thousand we're already um, bursting on the seams for that and so now um, there's space requirements by the state that you have to follow. So, yes, they're headed down that path to 1,700. And then there's a, a, a really big need in our community, and probably in all communities, um, for mental health. For And you have Catalpa, which does an amazing job. And, and I should mention... Trina uh, was on the show. She's She yeah, helps with development yeah, yeah, for them. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was one of the guests on the Sponge she, Show. Good. Well, Plug. She's outstanding. Yeah. Um, and they've helped so many, but these kids have so many pressures. And so the Boys and Girls Club has a counseling uh, area that helps them in the Appleton one. And often the Menasha kids were, were shipping up there and they're, they're figuring out the path to make sure the kids don't have to travel as much. And that's pretty cool. It's truly, I, I believe, making a giant impact on our community. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for the, uh, the continual impact that you have on the community and everybody else that lives here and works here mm-hmm. and um you know calls this place home and you guys have Thank made you. a humongous difference well when you look at those five things then you say how do we help give back um my father has always said and my uncle if you give where you get it'll it'll be good for all 
they take 25% of our pre-tax profits, which I think normal public companies, and that's less than 1%, and they put it back into the community. And then they use those dollars to kind of leverage to say, all right, we're putting where our mouth is. We want to help. And um, in doing that, we can ask others to give with us to make a difference, to make that lasting impact. And the magic, if, if there's any... Um, sponge listeners let's what do you call the people that listen to you followers think? listeners sponge yeah. followers yeah sponge follow. <laughs> every time i say sponge all i can think of is spongebob that's and I'm okay picturing you hey spongebob's got a huge fan base so i'm, I'm picturing <laughs> you so but um water <laughs> I, I don't need it yeah that's, that's <laughs> pretty good yeah um I, i'm not good at impersonation so we're gonna just leave <laughs> we're, that alone i'm gonna leave that whole episode no. alone anyways but in rewinding on that, uh, that give that back 25%. Every year they do that, and they can ask others to do that. And it, it makes, in our mind, a true lasting difference or impact that we can work with others and ask. But we're, if employers are listening, we were always kind of embarrassed to talk about it, so we never brought it into the company. We kind of kept it down low because it, we never wanted to be, hey, look at us. And whenever you saw most of the gifts or the this was always written in Berkstrom Automotive and we didn't talk about it in the company, you know, Berkstrom Automotive, provided by Berkstrom Automotive. But in today's world, it's flipped. Our team knows they're a part of that. If they run a healthy company, they provide for their job and they provide for the community and they want to work for a company that mm-hmm. provides. And they know they're a part of making the world better. When we show one picture of the Boys and Girls Club, they knew that they know they helped with that. They know these kids that they're helping. They know they're helping over a thousand kids. It's it's been just a wonderful tool by sharing with them what the difference that they're making yeah. by running a good business. And we're th- all involved in it. And I think any awesome. any any business leader can learn from that. That if you involve everybody, then it momentum can be achieved greater than any one person could do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the last section of the show, um, we each wrote down four questions for the other person, and we're going to draw two of them. So there's a fifty-fifty chance that your special question that you wanted to ask me might not even get asked. <sighs> And vice versa. Pick that one. Pick so, that one. <laughs> all right. So, um, so you get to go first. Because so I'll, I'll I'm the guest. Yeah. You can dictate. So I'm going to go with this one. Where did I go last year that you loved? So la- like this past year over the last 12 months or so. Um, this is relatively fresh in my mind, but uh, for our anniversary, we went to Washington, D.C. And I'm nice. a huge nerd. So I look up to like things that are designed exceptionally well yep. that elevate pride and loyalty, not loyalty, but pride and um, importance. Um, and you can never discount design and the Im- impact it has on that. So you can't help but walk around Washington, D.C. and feel like the importance of things. And Absolutely the amazing stuff. And museums and, and everything. the people's feet that, you know, I, I think of Thomas Jeff, I think of all the people that you're you're walking where they were. Yeah. No kidding. And what they I did. mean, even like when you go through the, the, constitu- they could, the yeah. constitutional gardens and stuff like that, you're like, I wonder how many deals were done or exactly. like agreements were came upon like on this sidewalk, you know, I it, like it. It's like absolutely it. crazy. So that's fresh in my mind, but I still love it. I'm a huge nerd for that. That stuff. was my last question, but I'm proud you picked it. All up. right. Well, now it's gone. Now yeah. I'll get a different that's one. Next one. Perfect. What's one thing every city can learn from Nina to care about each other. And, uh, um, I think the the coolest thing about Nina is all the people that live there take ownership in it. I would say if you if you look around and see how much garbage is on the street or in the parks or any of that, 
I would say that Nina would probably want to be one of the top because we take care of it as a community. We take true ownership in it. We'd be one of the top as far as fuel garbage. I also, uh, story about that. Um, I, so I, I've gone to church in downtown Nina since I was five or so, uh, First Presbyterian right downtown. Um, when I started going to church there and for the first five to 10 years of that, it, Nina was not what it is today. Mm-hmm. And a lot has happened in the revitalization of downtown and Correct. the reurbanization of populations and workforce and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I think communities can learn a lot from that too, as far as how they can, you know, I don't want to say leverage the the future possibility. Nina, what of a that. plug! Yeah. If if you haven't studied or been on Future Nina's site, yeah, a bunch of major employers and forefathers in the community got together and said. Let's figure out how to help small business move forward. Let's let's figure out how to help our downtown stay vibrant. And then the major employers kept trying to figure out how to bring other employers into the town so there was jobs. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that, the thumb. Yeah, well, it's been great. And I, I appreciate it, and I think a lot of other people do too. Good, next one. All right, who would I like to meet? Yeah, you've played that at a... At, at <laughs> Any dinner cocktail thing. I know. So who have would, you ever had to answer this one before? Yeah. Uh, so who is it? Is, is Dead music, or alive? Uh, alive. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Nice. nice. I, I would kill to meet that guy. He's should a, I say I met him? You did? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked if I should say that. Oh, well, yeah. Well, if you did, go ahead. If you no, haven't, then no. No. <laughs> no. But he seems like a guy that everybody thinks they could be best friends with. That's pretty cool. But I don't know if he really could be or if that's just the image that he portrays. So I've always been curious about that. Not that I would judge him one way or another, but somebody who comes across like they would be everybody's best friend right. and is a total rock star. Right. I would, I'm just curious. Yeah. Cool. All right. One more question. Coolest person you've ever met. <laughs> Go to the next one. That doesn't fit. No, okay. actually, I want to answer this one. All this right, is cool. Enough. Coolest person I ever met. I brought you a gift. Okay. My favorite book. You're always great with books, too. You met Laura Hillenbrand. Nope. Oh. So have you read this book? No. So Unbroken. Sea Biscuit. Yeah. Well, she wrote Sea Biscuit as well. Oh, author so, of Sea Biscuit. Yeah. There we so go. I, I actually, once I love this book so much, she's a recluse. She's Look her up one time. She's... Laura Hillenbrand, amazing writer. She makes your books come to life, but Unbroken, amazing book. It's about a guy named Louis Zamperini. And I love the book so much and all the trials and tribulations, all the things he got through. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I don't want to even ruin the book. You have to, in payment to me, Okay. you read this book. All right. If you don't like the book, then you can give me five books to read. All right, fair enough. Even ones you don't like. But if you like <laughs> yeah. the book, you got to thank me. Anyways, yeah. I liked it so much, I tracked him down and had dinner with him. Um, amazing dude. The guy in the book? Yeah. That's awesome. He's in heaven now. Um, but, you know, he, it, I can't even tell you, he fought in World War II, uh, got shot down, ended up in a... Uh, was he in a bomber? Or, uh, I'm not going to ruin the story for okay, you. Okay, because yes. my grandfather was. Yeah. And yeah. so he ended up in a prison camp, uh, came back, was an alcoholic, I mean, all sorts of amazing things. He was a, a champion runner. Um, anyways, when I met him, it was uh, towards the end of his life. He still had this vibrant zest for life. Like you felt better when you met him. And I want to be that guy. Like when people walk away, they say, you know, I feel better today. Yeah. Well, you stopped so. in our office before this show. And I could say that I think you leave that impression on everybody that well, you come in contact with. But I just with. was throwing <laughs> caffeine around and swag. That, <laughs> I was cheating. But those socks. But you got to read that book. Oh, yeah, the socks. They all wanted the socks. That's a crazy <laughs> world. So my goal is to read a book a week. 
And as I told you, my brother's the brilliant one. My father's brilliant. I, I don't have that, but I want to be a good leader for our team. And I, I encourage myself to try and be better. And I believe you can learn from others. And every time I read a book, I, for a while I was into uh, fiction books. I read all of John Grisham's book, and I figured out I was darn near watching TV, just entertaining <laughs> myself. So yeah. now I try to make almost almost all um, historical books, fic, uh, nonfiction. Non -fiction. Thank you. I appreciate that help. <laughs> yeah. And and then you know, not the self help books. I'm not really into that, but something along those lines. So I keep a book list. And then I share books with people as my gift. My dad laughs at me. He's like, who the hell wants to? Well, you shared the power of right. moments with me. Exactly. Awesome. But I, I pick them for yeah. people. I'm like, I got to share this with you because of this. Mm -hmm. I only share books I've read, but my dad's like, who the heck? They don't want to know you if you give them homework. Like, <laughs> what kind of guy are you? All right. So Unbroken, my favorite Unbroken. book. Second favorite book, Find the Good. This one is um, an hour and a half read. It's written by that's my kind of book Heather Lent yeah <laughs> for me too but she's a, a obituary writer up in a really small town in Alaska and the whole premise of the book is when you um, die and the obituary writer shows up what does the family talk about all the positive things in your life all the cool things you did but when you live in a small town and you're walking around what does everybody know the dirt yeah and it's about starting to find the good in people rather than finding out what they screw up because we all screw up yeah I love that and if you if you don't if you really want to take it to a different level she went into the radio station and recorded and reads it to you so you can actually listen to Heather bring it to life for you too so, that's, that's awesome rocket fuel this one is just for you okay. okay this one talks about the benefit of the dreamer and the doer and how you put them together and make something happen love it it's it's, it's really good for entrepreneurial spirit this guy, the Automotive Manifesto. Now you're going to say, why the heck do I want to read this? Okay, it's a 15-minute read. Humor me. The guy does podcasts all day long. You'll love him. He's really good at it. He's got a great it. beard. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's got a good look. He's come up here um, and coached us on brand. He's in his favorite shirt because of Amazon, and he loves to talk about it. But Nice. Um, it's all about brand, and he runs an amazing podcast. You know Gary Vree. Gary Vee, yeah. Yeah, Gary Vandetruck. Um, amazing guy. You met him, right? Yes. Yeah. I went for a walk with him in New York. It was it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, but he has invested. He's he's an investor in this man. He believes in him, and it's pretty cool. And then tools and weapons. Now, have you heard of this one yet? Well, yeah. He was just here pumping You're that. Right. Yeah. All right. So you don't have to read the, the weapons part of it. it. It scares you, actually. But read the education part. I know you've got some people working with education in peace. Mm -hmm. Just read how important it is the digital side of the world for education and it's written by a guy who's from appleton who is Correct. now president of microsoft so and you got it so got why it. not you yeah. know and i think that's all i that. brought for books so well look at okay. this we got a whole new library now i got plenty more i, I love it I'll, I'll, at some point i'll send you a picture of my closet everybody makes I've fun of it, it for you've you, seen it yeah, you it's, showed me it's bigger than ever right now it's oh <laughs> it's a whole new level yeah um, but I've been in, just on a mission, and now I'm trying to read two books a week because I pedal this damn Peloton bike, and I can't stand listening to the instructor, but I like being competitive where the where you can see who you're going up against. Yeah. And so now I'm listening to books because I tried to read while I was pedaling, and I just couldn't get my mojo going. Yeah. I never get anywhere with that damn bike. I feel like you couldn't focus on the words either yeah. if you're bopping but a little. But the bike never goes anywhere. It just drives me bonkers. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, try, I'm well, starting to lose you're weight gonna, and get healthy. I want to be a good example for my kids. There you go. And someday you'll be able to transfer that into a real bike. All right. Theoretically. That's a good point. I never thought of it. 
I, it means a lot having you on the show today, and thanks, thanks for spending for time here. I, I know how much it means. I'm in the second the second year. You know, yeah. <laughs> it means enough that I wasn't first, second, third. Fourth. What is this? Your seventeenth episode? Or well, I asked you after episode one. Oh. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Owie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but thank you, Tim. I hear for Vanessa being calling. Just for the record, <laughs> yeah, she's calling. Um, well, it means a lot, and um, I know you're a busy guy. And it, nah, I and always have time thank, for, for good people. Thanks for being a part of the community and everything that you do. And um, blessed. And uh, if anybody wants to find out more about The Sponge Show, you can go to our website, thespongeshow.com, or uh, find us on Facebook, sign up for our emails, get us in the inbox, and subscribe. And, and thanks again, Tim. It means a lot. I appreciate it.